Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, I'm speaking with Peyton Howie. Now, Peyton is a new sensation in the country music world. Talk to her based in Texas. She's originally from California, moved out to Texas, splits her time between Texas and Nashville. We're going to talk kind of about her passion for music. We're going to talk about starting out in the industry, her process for writing, how she writes with you know a team of different people, how the actual lyrics happen but then also how the um, melodies happen uh, I, I you know I've, I've sp- spoken with people in this world before in the music industry uh, people that have put out rock albums people that put out Christmas albums all kinds of stuff like that I don't know that I've spoken with somebody truly uh, ingrained in the music world uh, when it comes to country and uh, I so I really appreciate Peyton kind of giving us that insight because every every genre probably is just a little bit different in how people break into it. Music is music, but like we mentioned, you know, country music is so Nashville-focused, so Nashville-based, that I think a lot of people that, that have a, a great deal of success find themselves in Nashville at some point. I, I mentioned that in our interview. Uh, so it was, it was fascinating to kind of hear her journey from southern california to nashville tennessee and the culture shock that happened there and uh her, her process how she comes up with some of these songs and the great great music uh, i've listened to to quite a few of her songs on uh, on streaming platforms they have over a million downloads so other people are certainly listening to we're going to kind of talk behind the scenes on the process of writing music we're going to talk behind the scenes on creating music videos how she feels about even having to create those videos, some of the crazy things that have happened when filming some of those videos. Uh, We're going to talk, of course, about her music and how to find it and what you're going to hear when you do find it. She's kind of, uh, she's, she's doing some really cool stuff when it comes to kind of getting back to classical country, that, uh, you know, that grit, but then also throwing some rock into it. You know, I'm not a huge country music person. I'm definitely not super well-versed. When I was a kid, I actually was big into country music. So, 90s country, Alan Jackson, you know, <laughs> Garth Brooks, those people, those people I know. The new people, the new sensations, probably couldn't tell you who those were. Um, but I do know Peyton Howie, and I do know she's got some awesome stuff. So, I think you're going to enjoy this one, whether you're a big country music fan and looking for a new artist, whether you're a huge Peyton Howie fan and just want to hear her interview, or whether you don't care about country music at all and just want to hear kind of how somebody got their start in the music profession and the awesome things uh, that she's doing and the awesome things ahead for her. So here is my interview with Peyton Howie. I'm here today with Peyton Howie. Miss Howie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. If you would, just introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Peyton Howie, and I'm a country rock artist. I get to play shows all across the country and uh, put out original music. And um, I honestly would ne- would not rather be doing anything else. Well, that's good. Though, it seems like you're you're pretty successful for what with what you're doing. So let's ask you the most basic question that I'm sure you asked. You know, you get asked a hundred million times, but 
how did this whole passion for music start? Yeah, I've always, you know, had music inside me. It's always been a thing that um, I've always been singing around the house, teach myself how to play different instruments, whatnot. But um, uh, I just picked up a guitar when I was about 14 and started teaching myself to play. Um, and just people that I've met along the way and people that have taken me under their wing have really um, shown me what it means to be a true artist and to create my own music, not just perform, but um, you know, go out there and create something that's going to make someone feel something. Yeah. And you talk about picking up a guitar at 14 was, is your family musically inclined? Like where did the guitar come from? I don't feel like they're just laying around everywhere. Yeah. You know, my dad, he's left-handed though. And he has a left-handed oh. guitar and I used to always be jamming on that thing. And then, um, as I got older and figured out that I could do it, I, you know, I re restrung the, mm. the guitar and then made it a right-handed guitar with a little bit of handiwork. Um, but, uh, you know, my family, my dad was a huge classic rock guy and my mom was, you know, like country girl. So I got the best of both worlds. Yeah. So did you learn how to play guitar with the, with all the strings upside down? Well, no, I was just kind of jamming out like that, but then I ended uh, up getting my very first guitar about that, about at that age and, I uh, started teaching myself to play and had some people teaching me a few things. I gotcha. Yeah. And I know that kind of maybe a little bit of passion for, for the stage started even earlier. I read that you, something with you and Carrie Underwood, what's going on there? Yeah, when I was five, uh, my mom took me to my very first concert and she brought me up on stage. You know, she kind of saw me out in the audience, kind of dance. I was in the aisle just dancing around and I was only five. So it was a real little thing. And she uh, stopped singing and she knelt down and she uh, told her um, security guard, hey, go grab that little girl, bring her up on stage. So she brought me up there. We were holding hands, singing songs and um that's a moment i'll never forget getting to look out and see the faces of everybody just coming together over a universal thing and that's music so that's kind of where i uh got my spark for performing and being an artist yeah and i think that's that's really cool i'm sure that'd be a, an amazing story in in a few years let's say quicker than that in, in six months to tell her at a you know a big award show or something right oh hey that would be crazy to be like girl do you remember this <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. I feel like that. I, you, I, I'm sure. I'm sure she doesn't. But hey, that would be awesome. Probably not. <laughs> no, I don't think she do either. Probably not. Yeah. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, I guess, how how the songwriting process goes. I think that you're. Do you work with a team on it? I was looking at some of the, you know, the your lyrics, and I think there's a, a couple names on it. You're you're always included too. So how does songwriting go for you? Yeah, so I started out writing all my own music. So my first few songs I dropped were all, um, you know, originals just written by me. Um, and then my last EP I co-wrote uh, was myself, Michael Austin, Eric Halvig, and Joe Yeager. Um, and we all co-wrote those songs for this uh, specific project I was working on. Um, but I do co-write with other artists all the time just because it's, first of all, it's a great way to network. It's a great way to get your, you know, creativity flowing and uh, really learn about yourself as a writer and to learn from other writers. Um, and that's honestly, if, if someone ever started out, you know, writing, songwriting, that's the number one thing is co-writes. It's so cool just to get to sit across from somebody and have a completely different perspective on a song. Right, right. I, I wonder too, just kind of where, where your inspiration comes from. Definitely when it comes to having you know, a, a group of people, is everyone kind of bring different ideas and then you work with it? Or is, you know, the person going, that's going to be singing them like, hey, I want to sing a song about July 4th. And then that's that's what you guys write a song about is how does that work? 
You know, it really depends on like what the creative vibe is in, in the room, you know, coming into the right, you know, sometimes you'll sit down and you'll have no ideas. Like you're just shot. And mm. the person, you know, that you're writing with is like, Hey, I have this idea and I just can't finish this line. Or I just, uh, I haven't been able to come up with the right phrasing for this, you know, let's write this, you know, it's all just a matter of, um, whatever each person brings to the right. Like I know specifically when, uh, we wrote Jail and Jesus uh, for sake of discussion. That was something that I had had on my heart and something I'd want to uh, wanted to write for a long time. And so I brought it to them. I was like, hey, like, I'd love for this song to be um, a part of the songs that we write. And um, so that's kind of how Jail and Jesus came to be, just for a, a good example of how the inspiration comes about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just, I wonder. So, what? I mean, you said that 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 Jell and Jesus, that you know, that was on your your heart. Um, I mean, how how do you how do you get these inspirations? Talk a little bit about, I guess, kind of the, that passion. I think that kind of some of the theme is. Yeah, um, it's it's everything. It's life. It's uh, you know, little things that you hear, something that you read, something that somebody says to you, and in the heat of the moment, and and you remember that, or you write it down. Um, it's just, it comes from everyday things or, or, you know, even sometimes, um, like, Hey, like I have this idea, but I can't do this. And you're like, Hey, what if you come at it from this perspective or, uh, maybe think of it this way, or sometimes just sitting down and writing from your own life stories and, and, and making it kind of like a therapy session. Like, Hey, I'm just going to tell this story that I've had in my life and just put it to music or even just kind of coming up with a feeling and just writing a song about that feeling. It's just kind of, it all pulls from everything so you know we've talked about how you write the songs where your inspiration comes from for for writing are you involved with the you know the music side too you talk about strumming that guitar are are you writing any of the the notes yeah a lot of the times um sometimes i'll have you know melodies stuck in my head or i'll have chord progressions that i just like really want to write to and i think um, a great example of that is my song break my own heart uh, I had that chord progression stuck in my head forever. And I was like, I really want to write something to this. Uh, so I brought that into a write and that's how that song came to be. So um, I love getting to be part of both sides of the spectrum for sure. That's really awesome for sure. And it, it always kind of blows my mind that there's some really, really huge, you know, artists that are very much one, one part and, and not the other. So I can't imagine like being, which I'm not a musical person. So this is me like telling a, a parent how to, how to raise a kid when I don't even have any kids either, but I can't imagine how somebody who's so into music only does one part of that. But I, I hear that's a thing. Yeah. You know, some people are, are better at one thing than the other. And that is, that is okay. Everyone's got their, their talents and their, uh, their strong points for sure. Yeah. So we know that you, you write the lyrics, you, you do the melodies are, are at least a good chunk of them. So if people are, are turning on a, a Peyton Howie album, what, uh, what are they hearing? What, uh, what, what's your sound? Um, honestly, I'm a country rock artist. That's my main vibe, you know, uh, like good gritty country rock. Um, and that's the cool thing is that a lot of my new music that I'm uh, making too, is just like, you know, kind of a more extreme version of, of what I've already done. You know, that, that gritty edgy country rock and, um, I think there's a, not a lot of people doing that right now. And so I'm definitely, uh, glad and honored that I get to be one of the people bringing it back. You throw out the word extreme version. I, I don't know what that means. What is an extreme version of what you've done before me? I think in the past, you know, as, as I've, um, 
matured and evolved as an artist. I've recorded some stuff, you know, where maybe my voice was still developing. And I feel like now um, kind of I'm coming a little bit more into my own and kind of finding more of my sound. And now I feel like with this new stuff that I'm uh, recording is um, definitely as close to, you know, my sound um, as it's ever been. And I'm really excited about that. So uh, that's that's what I mean by that. I mean, I think it's the most me that it's ever been. Well, that's that's really cool. Then I, I like to I like to hear that for sure. And I know that you are originally from California, which doesn't scream, you know, gritty country rock. Where are you based at now? Um, I'm in Texas and I split my time between Texas and Nashville. You know, with with rock music, I feel like everyone is is all over the place. That's really where I've talked to people before. You know, I don't talk to a ton of musical artist but when i do seems like it's been in rock and they're not always located in one area but it does seem like country music if people are getting into country they at least got to spend some time in 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 nashville how it's weird how there's so much going on there so i mean is it even possible to be a country artist and not spend a bunch of time in nashville I mean, it really depends on the route that you're choosing to take. You know, um, I do all of my recording and um, a lot of my networking and songwriting out in Nashville, but I do a lot of my performing out in the Texas area. Um, I perform a lot all across the country, but I would say mainly Texas is the hot spot for me right now. Mm. Um, I do uh, some performing out in Nashville as well, but I really just try to split my time, kind of work out in Nashville and kind of live out in Texas, you know? I hear you. And so, you know, your transition from from California, maybe even even from Nashville uh, to Texas. What what was that like? Obviously, Texas is is different than anywhere else, I feel like, but it's definitely different than California. Yeah, it definitely was a little bit of a culture shock because I was born and raised out in Southern California and then coming to Texas, which I love Texas um, and I love Nashville as well. Um, I mean, there's parts of California that I love, but, uh, you know, I got some family and friends back there still. And um, it's changed a lot. It's definitely changed a lot more since uh, it used to be how it used to be when I grew up there. So uh, coming to Texas was definitely a culture shock. And there's such a great music scene here and in Nashville. So I'm loving just getting to be a part of all that. Yeah, I, I like that. So talk a little bit about your uh, your EP. I, I've heard you say that uh, you know it's five songs and each one is is very different from the others. So just five songs, if you would kind of walk us through what people are going to hear if they, uh, if they check that out. Yeah. So my debut EP is called young blood. It came out in February of this year. Um, and you know, from beginning to end, it's, uh, all different kind of stories, different vibe. And, um, each song is a different piece of who I am as an artist. I got my country rock in there, even got some traditional influence, um, you know, patriotism, and even you got a little party song right at the end, Never Go Home. That's my little party anthem. Um, so it kind of goes from one side to the other. And each song has a different part, like a different piece of my heart. So that's pretty much what Young Blood is. I like that. And where where are you at? Obviously, you're you're promoting the uh, that EP. But where are you at when it comes to songwriting? Are you somebody who is constantly thinking of ideas, constantly writing? Or are you somebody who, okay, I need to write something. I'm six months out from from needing to to produce a, you know an album ep and i'm gonna you know buckle down now what's it look like you know I, I try to write almost like every single day so i try to you know get some writing out even if i don't finish something i still try to get some writing out every single day um and i'm doing a lot of writing right now because you know the whole music scene kind of shuts down and goes like 
full Christmas mode through mm. November and December. So um, I'm putting some new music out come first quarter next year. Uh, so I'm doing a lot of prep for going into the studio towards the end of this year. So I'm writing a lot right now. Um, I would say during touring season, like past this past summer and, you know, all the festival season, um, it's a little bit harder to get writing time in. I still try to get some time in on the road. Um, but now it's kind of like a crunch time for writing, just trying to, you know, come up with as many things as I can just to get all the creative juices flowing for when I get in the studio. I hear that. I like that. Yeah. This is the time that, uh, Mariah Carey wakes up from her, her slumber for sure. <laughs> She's and defrosting I, as we speak. She is. Yeah. I, and it's funny too, because you've made me remember that several of the other people that I've talked to that are in the music scene have all, one of them was actually came on to promote it, but they've all released Christmas music just because I think it's inevitable at this time of year. Is that anything you've ever thought of? Are you ever thinking that I want to, I need, uh, I need my take on Jingle Bells? I put out a Christmas song when I was real young a few uh. years back and it's still out there and people still jam that thing whenever December comes around. Um, but I, I mean, right now I, I'm, I mean, it's not on my mind. I've thought about it. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to give it a little bit more thought. Not this year. I definitely think I've, I mean, like I've done some videos like last year I did a, I did a cover of Mary, did you know? And I did a really cool video for it. But I'm focusing a lot on my originals right now. But I definitely think in the future it'd be cool to do a little some country rock Christmas. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. How, how long have you kind of I guess been in the music world? You obviously you got your first uh, guitar at what do you say, 15 or 16? But how long have you actually been doing it? Where uh, you know people are are listening? I'd say I've been doing this since I was about 15, mm. give or take. No, that's that's cool for sure. So you're you're not extremely far removed from kind of the beginning. So I always like to ask people, you know, because sometimes people get so, you know, with a lot of things, they get so far removed, they forget kind of the, the beginning parts of things. So I want to ask you, what was, I guess, what was the beneficial part, the, the coolest part of, of getting into the industry? Um, maybe some surprising parts of it that you'd never thought was, was the case, but now that you're, that you're knee deep into it, that uh, it, it's something that you have to deal with. You know, I would say I've been lucky where I've had a lot of really um, talented and seasoned artists, you know, kind of take me under their wing and kind of mm. show me, show me the ropes. You know what I mean? And mm. um, I think with every new thing that you start and every new journey that you go on, you're going to experience uh, some difficulties or some things, some unexpected things. And I would say that I've definitely, you know, especially considering the fact that, uh, you know, we had the whole COVID thing and um and whatnot but i was one of the artists that was really lucky to still be able to be out playing music and writing music and recording during that time I, i'm glad that you were able to uh you know still still stay in it during during covid because i can't imagine how you know that that would be to a, to an artist that is used to kind of going out and playing in front of people and then the people disappear so happy to hear that that it didn't affect you as much as as some anyways i, I guess i don't know whether we necessarily got to to the question exactly make give me some of the good parts of uh, of it which is is you know should be a, a ton hopefully and then some of the things that are have been kind of crummy about all of it well honestly there is not much negative at all i've, I've yeah. had some great positive experiences i've had some great opportunities um and uh, just some like i've had lots of really cool people that i met along the way and i honestly i, I wouldn't have had it any other way you know i've had 
um, some great experiences, stepping stones, people that I've gotten to work with, people I've gotten to open for, um, people that I've gotten to just jam with or hop up on a stage with. It's just the coolest feeling from from any level of of you know the industry. It's just cool to get to uh, to vibe with other musicians or you know be creative, especially when you're out in Nashville. There's so much creativity just flowing around and. I honestly wouldn't have had it any other way. And especially like being an artist and really pursuing it um, in, in like a very serious, you know, national manner. It's um, definitely cool to see all the people that you get to touch just through music or, you you know, tell your tell your story or uh, you put out videos like the Jalen Jesus video telling a very uh, serious story. And I and I can't even tell you how many messages I've gotten of people just being like, hey, that really hit home for me and telling telling me their stories and ex- exchanging experiences of how that touched them and it's that's really cool i think honestly that is one of the best things about being a musician and being an artist is that and um honestly wouldn't trade that for the world yeah and i i did watch that music video i did i, I like that a lot it was it was really cool it's a it's a it's a, a powerful story for sure makes me wonder too about music videos you know people that are, are into music sometimes aren't into acting they don't like that kind of thing so i've talked to people who like they hated the music video they hated having to do it and then some people just eat it up where are you at with it did you love having to do these music videos are you somebody that's like ugh? where are we at you know i'll be real with you i am a natural artist i am not a natural performer i've never (laughs) liked someone that's like oh my god look at me like that is not my vibe at all whatsoever so being a performer and being uh, especially somewhat of an actress in music videos is very um I need like a few days notice to kind of get there mentally you know <laughs> and prepare get myself there get myself in the mode and um I, I I will say I feel like I've gotten more comfortable with it and I've gotten better at it and the cool thing with the Jalen Jesus music video is I got I got to just be a storyteller which is kind of what I feel like I do naturally so Jalen Jesus video I was I was in my element there I was feeling good um but i will say sometimes you know uh like i'll give you i'll give you just a little insight on the video never go home at the very end i do this cliff jump and the very first time that we filmed that shot was the like last shot of the day we were like we had filmed everything all day and i climb up to this cliff and i'm getting ready to jump off and i was super nervous because a big jump and i wasn't nervous but i was like oh man this is gonna hurt my stomach i'm gonna jump and you know that feeling Mm -hmm. um and so I was getting ready to jump and we did it. And I had all my like my hair and makeup done, you know, getting ready to jump off this cliff, looking all, you know, showy and whatnot. And so I jump off the cliff and I land in the water and I'm like, oh, we're finally done. And we did it. Yeah, the video is done. And I start swimming back to the boat. And my producer goes, hey, you got to do it again. And I thought he was joking. I was like, mm. oh, you're lying. And he's like, no, there was a guy on the other side of the, on the, of the mountain. And he had, he literally was mooning the camera. Ah. Uh. And I was like, yo, you are kidding me. So I had to go swim all the way around and climb back and jump off all the way again. And I was dripping wet. But yeah, so it's a little fun fact about that video. And I was like, man, I'm not an actress. I was not made for this. <laughs> that's that's awesome for you that you did it again, but terrible that that happened. I I can't imagine that. I mean, I don't know what, how you feel about cliff diving to begin with, but for everyone to be watching you do that, that was like, I don't know, it was like two years ago. I feel like cliff diving is when I realized I'm I'm old now. I can't do the things I used to do because I used to do that quite a bit. And then about two years ago is the last time. And I was like, this is really high and I am not immortal anymore. So I, uh, 
I, I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine that definitely having to be filmed doing it. The, the filming would, would not be, would not be pretty for me. I would look awful. I would look awful. Well, honestly, I'm an adrenaline junkie. So I was totally living it. I was like, all right, I'm not complaining. I have to do it a second time. It was just funny because the first time my hair and makeup were all like perfect mm. and whatnot. And then this, the next time I was like, all right, I'm soaking wet. Let's just jump off the cliff. <laughs> I feel like that makes it more real though. If you're, yeah, if you're all, all done up and you're about to jump in, like, yeah, sure. Let's show me somebody who goes to the pool looking like that. Right. That's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, so if, people if this was you know five years from now where do you hope where do you hope your career is obviously meeting carrie underwood telling her all this story but let's talk a little bit about where you you hope everything is at that point yeah you know i just i think my main goal as far as i'm doing this is i want to be doing this as long as i can i just want to be uh, out there writing recording original music and sharing it with people and um, getting to connect and, you know, play some crazy shows. That's always a fun time. And uh, so I just hope to be doing this as long as I can, obviously climbing that ladder, you know, um, I got a couple bucket list things that I'd love to knock off. And so I, that's where I hope I, that's what I hope I'm doing um, five years from now. I like it. Yeah. And, and at this point when you're at, uh, you know, you're, you're playing all kinds of venues, you know, at this stage in your, your career. And I, I just wonder, What's what's some of the most interesting, craziest venues you've had to play? I talked to somebody who had to play on the back of not a moving, but a back of a, a trailer. So talk a little bit about that. Well, I guess that's kind of oh. normal stage stages. There was something weird about it. I don't remember. <laughs> Tell me the weirdest part for you. Man, I, I will say I've had the opportunity to play some pretty amazing places, but I've also gotten to play some pretty crazy places. Yeah. Uh, I've played inside a Catholic church before, oh. which is like nothing against that but it was just you know with my vibe and you know the kind of music that i play it was just very very off brand uh-huh. <laughs> but it was it was it was still a good time um not too long ago we played a pickle fest huh? and the entire thing was just a festival dedicated to pickles so yeah. that was <laughs> that was kind of a wall i was like all right this is cool um and I mean, honestly, I, I've I've played played some pretty crazy places. I've played in I've played you know I've done the whole trailer thing. I've played in the back of I played in the back of a moving truck during a parade one time. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by the Catholic Church and the Pickle Fest. That's I don't I don't <laughs> I mean I can understand how the Pickle Fest happens. You know, you just get booked for for different festivals, but I'm confused about how Catholic Church happened. Were they just ready to rock that night, or what happened? No, you know, so I had a vocal coach that worked with the Catholic Church and she did like kind of like a, a showcase and she was like, hey, like, you know, y'all come in and sing this, you know, sing one of your favorite songs at the showcase. And, you know, she just like sent us the address. So I pull up and I'm like ready to sing some like Gretchen Wilson. And mm. she and, and, and I pull up and I'm like, I didn't know it was a Catholic Church. And I tell her, I'm like, hey, like, is this song still OK to sing? She's like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm pretty sure it was like Redneck Woman. And I mm. felt horrible doing it. But. <laughs> I was like, like she said, it was all right. She's like, it's fine. Just do your thing. She's like, she said, pick, you know, one of your favorite songs, sing. So I did a little Gretchen Wilson cover in a Catholic church. And it was, it was odd, but I don't, no one complained. So it was all right. That's interesting. I wonder if you were the first person that ever said the words high class broad in the middle of the Catholic church. (laughs) Probably. uh, Hopefully the last two. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. How can people, uh, how can people find all things Peyton? I feel like a lot of people have found it already. I think you've got a million 
downloads. So that's amazing. Congratulations on that. But for the other people that haven't found it, how can they find your music and how can they connect with you? Yeah. So my music's on all streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, all the, all the places that exist. I promise my music's out there. Um, and I also have all my show listings, all my social media, my merch, everything listed on my website, PeytonHowie.com, P-A-Y-T-O-N-H-O-W-I-E. And um, you can find all my social media there, Peyton Howie Music. And it's, it's, it's all over the place. So come find me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. So that was Peyton Howie. Really enjoyed speaking with her. Really appreciate her time. This edit was uh, was a pretty good one, if I do say so myself, because, man, the when I spoke with her, we were having tons of Zoom problems. Man, I, I, I don't, it, luckily, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people since then, and that uh, that hasn't been the case, but I, I appreciate her sticking through the interview. Uh, it, it was it was tough, let's just say that. We, we both got disconnected a few times, but uh, I, I think that uh, we were able to share her story in a, in a really great way uh, from kind of the beginning to where she is now and the, the awesome places she's going to go. Urge you to check out her music. Go on YouTube. Check out her her music videos. Go check out that video where you can see her her jump off that cliff. You can see that she's you know already wet and uh, maybe the makeup's not where where it once was. You can see that in the video and uh, and yeah, it, it it makes it even more funny once uh, once you kind of hear that story behind it all. You can check out a lot of her other music there, too. Of course, on Spotify, go check her out there. Already got a lot of downloads, but I'm sure she'd be just fine if she got some more. Um, go check her out. I do know that, uh, you know, I, I, like I like I mentioned in the beginning, I'm not a huge country person, but I did did enjoy listening to, to her music and, and definitely some of that getting back to the, the roots of country music. You can hear that in uh, in her, her songs. So check that out. Uh, check her out on social media, of course. All her links are going to be in the show notes, and uh, and I urge you urge you to follow along. Uh, of course, with us, if this is your first time listening, go give us a five stars on Apple. Go give us those five stars on Spotify. Really appreciate that. While you're in there listening to uh, to Peyton, you uh, you you want to hop over to our page and give those five stars. Would appreciate that very much. Uh, on Apple, leave that uh, written review. Even more awesome. We're on Instagram, Not Enough Podcast. On Facebook, Not Enough, but Jackson Up. JacksonUp.com. Lots of places to find us. If you haven't uh, listened to all 100-plus episodes before, urge you to check some of those out, too. A lot of great people in the past, other people in the music world as well. Uh, a lot of great people coming up, so hope to see you back next week. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.